Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Gateways to Cinema, the spin-off to the popular podcast Reboot Already Underway, the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League mm. to the main podcast nice. Batman Arkham Asylum. That's pretty good. There we go. That's a good one. Tying it in. How fitting, though, because I'm I'm excited that I'm Jacob Lacey. Did we see? <laughs> no, I typically do that after the yeah. uh, spinoff thing. Yeah. I have too many layers to this intro. But how fitting, because we're here today, we're going to talk about DC fandom, we're going to get into the nitty gritty, we're going to go into all of it, right? That's why we spent eight hours watching it today. <laughs> we spent too long watching it today. We were definitely the only viewers to make it through that Wonder Woman werewolf panel. Yeah, that was so bad. <laughs> That was so bad. The actors couldn't even make it through the panel, no. and we did. Dude, uh, Chris Pine looked just <laughs> checked out. As soon as he was, like, captured or whatever, he was like, and I don't care anymore. Yeah. So, yikes. Not really, like, a fun BuzzFeed video, you know? Oh, wow, how how cool. These stars are just like us. BuzzFeed would know to cut that down to, like, a reasonable timeline. <laughs> yeah, when BuzzFeed knows to cut something down, you know it's a... Uh, no, it's a problem. Yeah. But other than that, it's pretty yeah. good. But that's not what we're talking about today. It's not, but it's kind of our our, our intro because uh, sure. we're going to end up talking about the at DC fandom stuff uh, at, probably uh, over the course of this podcast anyway because we always get off uh, topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to start on topic at least a little bit. Yes. Starting with the fact that I am your host, Aaron Hahn, joined as always by Jacob Lacey, who has already introduced himself. Yes, that's me. Yeah, that's Jacob. And I'm Aaron. I'm introducing myself. I don't know who else too. it would have been unless we have like a random third person. We had David on last week, so that's you know, true. We, uh, that's true. I wasn't coming through a phone though, so that's true. That's true. I mean, with our audio quality, who knows? But... Might as well have been. <laughs> Might as well have been. I'm so glad we uh, nailed down the uh, most important piece of doing a podcast before starting one. Yeah, we were like, you know, listen, we have this audio design down pat. That's mm-hmm. really all we need. Mm-hmm. We'll figure out the content later. Yeah. Um, and now here we are. Audio, definitely having figured out the audio and the content. Audio is the one thing I just don't understand about filmmaking. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I like, not that I'm saying I could do it, but I'm just saying, like, I understand the processes of all the other different jobs and what they do. Audio, I'm just like, like, I get what you're doing. I have no idea. This doesn't make sense in my mind. (laughs) So maybe I'm not the best person to have a podcast. I don't know. I, just, I took a class on audio. Yeah. And, like, just could not wrap my head around it. Got, no, got, I got, got a C. I got, got a, a C plus. I got an A. Well, it was a community college. I would hope yeah. so. <laughs> so there you go. But I was just, like, all, like, the, the theory of it. I'm just, like, how does this work? <laughs> and eventually I was just, like, I don't care how it works. I just need to do it. So maybe that's how we got here. I don't know. That's something. Um, yeah. Speaking of audio, we got a little we got a little musical uh, adventure Ooh. this week. Um, hey yo, it wasn't really tied into anything. One and the one and only Ivan was coming on Disney Plus, and that film set in a mall. So I told you we were oh, gonna watch a film with a famous mall scene. I'm running out of connections on this list, yeah. so that's why we watched it. Um, but now you understand the connection um, that I made to this classic uh, '80s comedy, The Blues Brothers. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, uh, what did you know about this film going in, I guess? And what for initial reactions? Less uh, than typical... you might think. Yeah? Yes. So, this is always talked about as, like, a great SNL movie. Yeah. 
And for some reason, in my mind, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, but it's a serious one. I don't know why I didn't think it was a comedy. All those uh, serious SNL movies. But that's why, like, that's why I thought that is because I'm like, well, maybe it's like because they take these characters and they like put them in a real movie, you know? I'm sure. like, oh, you know. I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> it's clearly not that. <laughs> but I, it's the good thing that I guess comedy and like an absurdist comedy like this does, where it's like at the beginning it starts out pretty normal and pretty. Mm-hmm you know, a tight lace, and I'm like, oh, okay, I was right. And then eventually little things slip in, and I'm like, was that meant to be funny? I can't tell. Like, okay. And then eventually it's just like, okay, this is crazy. I love it. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. And, of course, anyone older than us will be annoyed that this is my one reference point for the Blues Brothers. (laughs) There's a Drake and Josh bit with the Blues (laughs) Brothers. That uh, is the only thing I really remember. Now, that being said, I did know I was in pep band in high school because I yeah. was one of the cool kids. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of music from this movie that we played, which I knew at the time, but like wasn't 100%. You know, you know what I'm trying to say. We played it. So you played I, it. You knew, I knew it, it because was from you this. played it. I, I, you I don't know it. how audio works, but you do it. <laughs> I do it. I played it. I was a trumpet man myself. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> is that the proper uh, proper term? Trumpet man? A trumpet man, A yes. trumpet man? Yes. So it's like p- piano players are pianists and yes. then trumpet players are just trumpet men? Any gender, yeah, trumpet okay. man. Okay, yes. yeah. That's just the name. I didn't make it. I No, yeah. I, I wasn't assuming that. I, I just played. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I knew about this going in. Okay, yeah. About yeah. All. I'm, I'm kind of surprised. That's... Uh, in a sense, I'm surprised mm-hmm. uh, because this is such like a an iconic movie, uh, such a uh, talked about movie. Um, mm-hmm. But on the other hand, not all that surprised because this is a film that like I definitely like did not know what it was really about until I first saw it. Well, so. even when they play it at the movie theater for the throwbacks, yeah, and they like show little clips from it, I would never have guessed it's a comedy from those. I was just like, okay, yeah, that's a movie. I mean, there's a lot of elements to it that aren't strictly comedy. Right. Um, Because there's a lot of, like, um, musical sequences, obviously, Mm -hmm. and then also a lot of, like, action-heavy sequences, even though that action is absurd. Yeah. There's enough that you can can cut a trailer um, that shows, you know, basically no comedy, Mm -hmm. but still give you, like, a general idea of what the movie is. Right. Right. Um, So there you go. Yeah. Why'd you put it on the list? This was a film... This was a film that... um, that my dad introduced me to. Okay. And I must have... that He must have showed it to me fairly recently to when I made this list. Okay. I'm thinking is how it made it on there, kind of. Gotcha. Um, is, yeah, just the idea. It was a movie I'd never seen. I didn't really understand what it was, because I didn't even watch SNL for, like... Oh, okay. The first, like... You know, twenty years of my life, I had never really? seen like an episode of SNL. No, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> wow, I was watching SNL way too young, <laughs> so I had no reference point for SNL. I, you know, barely had a reference point to the movie. I, I probably my first exposure was probably that Drake and Josh uh, episode okay, as well. I'm not, to be alone I'm not alone. Okay, perfect. We definitely don't get the reference, but you know, it's a reference to something. Yes, exactly. 
Um, but yeah, no, this is a this is a movie my dad showed me just because this is a movie he really loved as a as when he first saw. It. I don't know how old he would have been when he first saw this. Yeah, do that um, math. Let's go. I don't. I don't want to do math. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do a podcast to do math. I do it to do audio. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. <laughs> what is math? Also, how does that work? But it, it's just, it's very much one of those, it was one of those movie experiences, like, how it is when you're introducing a movie you love to someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I, I mean, I'm not a parent, so I have no idea what it's like to share a movie with a kid. No. But that's, it was very much like a quintessential sharing a movie with your child moment, where it's gotcha. like, where my dad's like, you know, like, hey, here's who all these blues singers are. Because I had no idea who any of them were, or at least I didn't, like, I would have maybe recognized some names, name, but... But I wouldn't yeah. like be able to match it with the actual people, right? Um, and he's like, "Oh, and uh, this scene has like the record for most cars destroyed in a movie and all that." And I'm like, "Oh, so he's like throwing out all these fun facts and right. all that um, while we're watching this movie, while he's introducing it to me for the first time." So were they correct facts about the movie? Yeah, because I, I I don't know. Like, I your think dad's so. Like <laughs> Does but, your dad lie to you while watching no, movies? No, <laughs> but he, he I, I assume this is just a dad thing, but like, yeah. he'll think he knows more about it than he does. <laughs> sure. And it's it's great. It's hilarious. But he'll be like, well, this happened. And you'll be like, oh, okay. And then you look it up like years later. And you're like, that wasn't true at all. <laughs> but he said it with such confidence. I'm sure my dad has done that at some point. Yeah. Um, where he's definitely thought something was true and then it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, but like he definitely believes that it's true, right? So right. Like it's not. It's not like malicious no. lying. It's just that. It's just. This, it's just this confident, like, yeah. Well, you know that in this scene they did this. I'll go. Oh, okay. That's all. That's all. Parenting really is. It's confidently lying to your children. Right. No. That's that's, that's the key. That's fair. Again, we're not parents. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but anyway, that was, uh, so, I don't know, it was a good ex- movie experience, uh, seeing it for the first time that way, um, so I guess I'm c- trying to kind of impart that same Thank experience you. on you, you know, now, you. now I'm passing it along to someone else, uh, so, right. you know, it's very much, um, part of the reason why we enjoy watching movies and part of the reason why we enjoy watching or doing this podcast right um is that that thrill sharing of a film, sharing, a sharing film an experience yeah it's what makes us human <laughs> uh, so i just I, I put this on the list because i wanted to pass along the laughs that it uh that were passed along to me you yeah know? So. and i didn't even realize to be honest this was one i was not looking forward to watching on this list because i'm like i don't know you know i don't know it's an 80 1980 movie mm-hmm. you know it's not gonna be funny who knows how well it's gonna hold up i think this movie holds up extremely well <laughs> like in a lot of different ways <laughs> yeah like um but we'll get into that we'll, I we'll get into that um, to be honest, this was a film that I wasn't sure about revisiting, because uh, mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, I just gave that whole explanation about how much I enjoyed it the first time I watched it, um, but this was one I was kind of wary of uh, revisiting, because it's like that 80s comedy, I'm like, does it hold up, are there going to yeah. be some uh, moments in this? Uh, right, and there's um, really not, like, no. it's... it's- in terms of 80s comedies... <laughs> one of the most, one that holds up the best, yeah. honestly. 
It really does. Um, so yeah, I definitely really enjoyed this uh, on revisiting. I enjoyed it much more than I thought I was going to mm-hmm. um, going in. I don't know if I enjoyed it more than the first time I watched it because I don't remember how much I enjoyed it the first time right. I watched it. But I know this is a film that I uh, must have enjoyed enough to put uh, on the I list. Enjoyed enough to put on the list. So yeah. There you go. Um, and I enjoyed it a lot this time. I, if I were to give it stars, it'd probably, it'd probably be, I'm debating between whether it stays at, I would always think of this as a four star movie, mm-hmm. maybe four and a half stars. I was going to go four and a half. We need to stop doing the stars <laughs> at the same time. Let me go first. I'm one sorry. <laughs> I was going to, I was going to go with four and a half just because it was such a surprise. Yeah. And one that I feel like would hold up super well because it's not just the comedy, there is the music that's there. There's um just a lot of good like well-done set pieces and the way they set up certain things earlier in the film to then be paid off later and the escalation of it is just fun to watch. It's it's really great. So, it's one of the one of the better ones we watched. Yeah, I'm really happy about this one. Yeah, I'm I'm glad I rewatched it. I think that definitely it definitely cements it as a film that I would revisit like very willingly again. You know? Yeah, like, absolutely. This is a, this is a highly rewatchable movie, especially because it does hold up so well. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that makes it not a frequent rewatch would be the length, probably. It is, is, is a, a little, little long, long, a little bit, but. I think part of that, like, there's a moment where it feels like maybe it's going on a little bit too long, but it does that great thing that comedy can do where it just pushes it even further, and then it gets funnier again. <laughs> so I think the length kind of helps it a little bit in, in that way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. Um, so we both agree. Recommend this movie. Um, show it to your kids or show it to your parents. I don't I don't know. I don't need a relationship. I think every parent has seen this. <laughs> You would think. I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know what either. parents watch. The Mentalist. <laughs> <laughs> parents, stop watching The Mentalist and watch <laughs> The Blues Brothers. It's <laughs> the first show that I could pull. <laughs> How is The Mentalist the first show you could pull? Well, I mean, like, like in first, terms of like, like thinking about like what adults what watch. adults watch. <laughs> I mean, you know, honestly, completely fair. Uh, I don't think I can think of, like, any, like, younger person that watches The Mentalist. To be honest, couldn't even tell you what it's about. I've just heard the name. I assume it's a CBS show. I don't know. To be honest, I could not tell you what it's about. I know I've seen ads for it, but I always got confused. I thought she was, like, psychic when I was younger. I didn't even know it was a sheet. I don't know if that's true. Let's look this up. I have no idea what the premise of it is. I think it's like she gets it. Well, again, I didn't even know it was she, but I think they like get in the mind of the killer. right. But it's like it's like metaphorically getting in the mind, right? Yeah. Because as a child, I completely misunderstood that. I thought she was a psychic detective for years. Patrick, it is a he. Is so it? it's not even a she. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong show. I don't know. <laughs> for years, Patrick Jane has served as an independent consultant for the CBI, California Bureau of Investigation. Okay. Earning a reputation for unusual methods and disregard for protocol. He's a rogue cop. <laughs> and not to mention his former career. So he was a psychic. Okay. Quote unquote psychic. 
But so is he, it this is just psych? Like a like a more serious version of psych? I don't know what psych is. You know, <laughs> that's another that's another show I'd say only old people watch. I think that one has a younger crowd. Okay, I, I think sure. for sure. Uh, sure, it was CBS. It was, yeah, that tracks. Two thousand eight to twenty fifteen. That show went on for so long. It's a CBS show. People just you know leave the channel <laughs> old on. People and, uh, watch. <laughs> They fall asleep. They're like us chance. watching DC fandom. We're like, oh, well, this, we're not enjoying this, but we'll leave it on. <laughs> we enjoyed it <laughs> a little bit. No, I was dying at that oh, werewolf panel. But like, that's the joke. It's so good. It's so bad that it's just you have to keep watching. What are we talking about? We're talking about the Blues Brothers. We're talking about the Mentalists, I guess. I, yeah. don't, I don't know. Let's uh, let's get into spoilers, I guess. Yeah, uh, that's what I was trying to transition into. <laughs> we saw. <laughs> Um, if you haven't seen this film, it is recommended by the both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, show it to your parents. That's how we got yes, off track. that's what it was. Um, and if you have seen it or just don't care, we're going to talk about it now a little in-depth with spoilers. Dan Aykroyd's in the Temple of Doom? Yeah, I was just looking at this. <laughs> yeah. What role... I don't see how. No. Why are we talking about this now? But anyway, <laughs> that's where you started, man. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it's he, your he must be one of the people it's... at the um, at the like jazz club in the beginning. That's what I was thinking too. I don't know where else. Maybe would... as like a callback to his his Art Weber. <laughs> I don't know Temple of Doom enough to. I can't uh, tell you. This is like is. you know when you're in when you're playing Lego Indiana Jones mm-hmm. and you know like <laughs> three <laughs> characters and then everyone else you're like who is this? <laughs> <laughs> what a deep cut. We gotta get onto the blues bro- Lego the Blues Brothers. <laughs> Honestly, it could work. It could. There's enough. There's enough. Um. Anyway. I mean, I'm surprised uh, they haven't tried to do, like, some kind of Blues Brothers uh, video game at some point. Like, it wouldn't work at all, no. but I'm just surprised they haven't tried it. What would you... Yeah. We gotta get it. We gotta talk about the movie. <laughs> like, anyway. some terrible racing game thing, you know? Like, yeah. not, like, racing racing, but, like, you know, like a Grand Theft Auto, like, oh, co- comedic version. Right. Hit Simpsons hit and Simpsons run. Simpsons hit and run style. Um... The first time I realized this was, like, an outright comedy, and it might be too late, (laughs) quite honestly. Yeah, okay. Is the first time Carrie Fisher (laughs) fires those rockets at the the place they're in. Like, I know that the the mall scene had already happened by that point, but at that point I'm just like, this is kind of weird. Like, I don't really know. Like, again, it's that thing that good... Uh, absurdist comedy does where it starts so straight laced and normal and then like just devolves mm-hmm. in the best way possible and that scene is like so good but at the same time it's just kind of it's like it's like marvel comedy almost where it's just like this is kind of weird and wacky huh it's yeah like, i don't know how to describe it i guess <laughs> but it's like it's like it, it's a comedic scene that takes place in a movie that's not outright comedic i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah it could have been that okay but yeah when carrie fisher fires those rockets i was like all right and then oh my god it's so funny she has the whole building rig <laughs> oh my god and it's so it's so good and how it doesn't necessarily call out the absurdity either right. so i feel like that's like i don't know if that's just a new thing that people do in movies now where they'll have like i can't think of a good example but 
Stuber. <laughs> I'm pulling out How a Stuber reference. Stuber's going to be your good example? No, not a good example. This is a bad example. This but it, is, it's a good example of yes. a bad example. But, like, there's a scene where they're they're getting chased and they throw a gas tank out. Okay. And it, like, j- hits the road and bounces and, blo- like, lands yeah. in the guy's face and blows up. Yeah. And it's like, that's funny because it's crazy and out of left field. But they're like, whoa, how did that happen? Whoa. <laughs> Wacky wild. You know? Yeah. Like, they call out the absurdity, and it's just not funny once you, like, point a finger at it, I'm wondering if it's trying to, if it was trying to, like, um, play off of, like, the 21 Jump Street scene, where they have, like, the car chase, and, like, the the fuel trucks, like, don't explode, and then, like, the truck of chickens explodes, and they're like, why is that the one that did it? (laughs) Yeah. I'm wondering if they just, like, saw that in, like, all, like, mediocre comedies, they just ripped off better jokes. Yeah, that's the thing, it's like... That joke works with or without them calling it out, but the joke where it's the thing goes like I don't know, it's just weird. It's it's the weird thing that you're right. All mediocre comedies do that now, where they'll have an absurdist moment and just decide it would be funnier if we draw attention to it. But this movie draws attention to none of the crazy things that happen. It's definitely I definitely think it's part of like the modern trend of every movie has to be somewhat meta, where you're calling out the tropes and uh, you know, yeah, acknowledging the history of the genre and all that. And you know, at a certain point. Point, uh, it gets it gets boring that way. It's it not, does. It, it stops being clever. It's the Deadpool and... effect, I guess, kind of. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Um, it's just God, imagine the scene where they <laughs> they do the thing where they flip the car backwards <laughs> and they're like, "Whoa!" You're jumping on. Now you're yeah. jumping to point B on this absurdity. Uh, yeah. Like. <laughs> But just uh, how imagine. you said how it how it ramps up uh, ever so slowly, and then by the by the end, it's yeah. uh, completely broken all laws of reality. But imagine that scene where they do that flip and they go flying in the opposite direction, and then yeah. Jim Miller, John, not Jim. <laughs> Oh, poor Jim. <laughs> and John Belushi's just like, hey, I've never seen that maneuver before, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he sounds like Watto That was that was John. That John was Belushi Jim. sounds like Watto to you. <laughs> no, he doesn't in the movie. My version of him did for some reason. <laughs> so, it's, I'm just saying this movie is, is so good yeah. at that type of humor that I I can't think of another movie that does that if quite you, as well. Maybe Hot Rod. There's a couple. Hot Rod is peak absurdist comedy yes. for sure. And they don't draw. There's like maybe a couple jokes that they draw attention to, and it's. Those jokes still work. It's Hot Rod. It's an amazing film. <laughs> but this Name is... a joke that doesn't work on Hot Rod. God, That's I... a perfect movie if I've ever seen one. I can't. I never used to like the one where she makes him uh, poop his pants, but now it makes me laugh. <laughs> so so I, I don't know. There, are, I feel like there is definitely this... Um, I think that tracks with, like, how I've noticed that my taste in movies has kind of, like, devolved <laughs> in recent years. <laughs> Where I started out, and I was just, like, you know, 
all these all these movies are uh, are bad because they're not like you know objectively well structured and all that. And then at right. a certain point, your tastes just kind of like dive off a cliff, and you're just like, I don't know, it's funny, it's entertaining. Well, I'm gonna. I think it's just a part of growing up in general <laughs> because when you're younger, you just want to be taken seriously. Yeah. You want your taste taken seriously, and you're like, well, this movie's funny, but the poop joke, hmm, I'm not I'm not a fan of that. And it's like most poop jokes still suck, but. <laughs> There's a good poop joke it's now and then. It's very much uh, roping us back around to the DC fandom <laughs> and Zack Snyder. His <laughs> oh, insistence that he's like, this is a movie for grown-ups. It's like, <laughs> the fact that you have to say that, it proves that it's not. It's the, yeah, we were, God, like, now the, we're on DC fandom. Yeah, but like we, like we said, the Batman, when they mm-hmm. revealed their trailer tonight, they didn't need to say, this is a movie for grown-ups. Yeah. <laughs> You can tell from the trailer that it's, it's basically seven with Batman. <laughs> it's it's a more like focused and more adult thing than you see with the Justice like where Superman's flying at Steppenwolf with this mechanical face and you're just like, what is happening? Oh my god. This Snyder cut is going to be the best worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Anyway, Blues Brothers. <laughs> Blues but, Brothers? Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, like, track where I want to go with um, this conversation. If you got something, you can, you can Honestly, I don't know. It's, uh, this, it's, this movie is so all over the place that it's hard to... Um, Hard to say, uh, where, where, yeah. hard to start anywhere. I will say, this does, uh, th- another reason I like it so much is just because it has that road trip structure to it. Even though they're not really traveling that far, there's not point A, point B. Mm-hmm. It's this, I don't know, it's just the, you meet a character, you have a scene with them, there's some jokes, and then you move on. And then there's new characters, and mm-hmm. I just, it keeps it fresh the entire time. It never felt stale, or it was never unentertaining to watch. Right. Um, and the music's just banging from beginning to end, and it's just so good. That's, yeah, definitely a great aspect of this movie, um, that it's able to, like, fill in, um, kind of, like, fill in... I'm trying to think of what movie... Did we talk about a movie recently where it kind of, like, had the ability to fill in its comedy with musical sequences? I feel like I had this exact same thought about a movie recently, and I don't remember I mean, what it was. I mean, Singing in the Rain, kind of, I guess. <laughs> I mean, let me, let me pull I don't, it up. I don't think a movie that we watched for the podcast? I don't know. Okay, well, um, But I'm just trying to think of... Uh, did we watch it, it together? It, it is that great, like, that variety um, inside the movie where it's like, you know, it's not so much about, like tonal or style uh, stylistic uh, consistency it's just like this is entertaining this would be fun to do let's just do it mm-hmm. um, and I think that's a great aspect of this movie where it's just every single moment they're just throwing something at you to entertain you mm-hmm. you know um, and that could be you know it doesn't have to be funny they can just do like a straight up yes. musical number they can just have you enjoy the music mm-hmm. um, and the showmanship of just and, the Blues Brothers segments when they do right. something too is like, just fun. You could very much make a movie like this and be a, and have it, the joke be like, "Oh, they're actually not good musicians" or something like that. Are you thinking but, Scott Pilgrim? Because Scott Pilgrim kind of fills that. Maybe, maybe. 
Did I, you watch Scott Pilgrim for the podcast recently? No, you, I, I asked if it was for the podcast and it didn't answer <laughs> I me. said I didn't know. <laughs> I'm looking through my diary of movies I've watched, and that's back to March, but... I'm, I, I have no idea. I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But yeah, at any given moment, there's something on screen to entertain you. And uh, it's it's so great because you don't... I wish I knew what other movie I was thinking of because I feel like it's such a rare uh, instance in Hollywood to see a movie um, that's doing something like that with such variety as this movie and at, to such a scale as this movie mm-hmm. where it's has like this baseline of that road trip comedy but then you have these big musical dance sequence numbers and then you have these big like car chases and car crash yes. sequences like you don't really see comedy films on that scale anymore this very much is like part of the 80s studio system yeah comedies are so cheap now you know like i can't they pretty much bank on okay we have this star we have this star and let's let them ad lib that's yeah <laughs> that and that's how comedies are made nowadays we got melissa mccarthy ad lib city here we go <laughs> <laughs> Where even if you think about like the big action heavy comedies that would come out, yeah, um, there's nothing to the scale of this film where they have like you know 500 mm-hmm. people running through the streets, uh, oh running over God. like 500 cars, and you're like, what is going on? <laughs> it's so good. It um, the escalation of that ending is just so amazing. Where it's it just starts with the the like state PD, and then it's the Chicago police force, and then they're on the horses. And you're like, oh God, here it comes! And the 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 best bit is because that joke goes on for so long, yeah. and every time I'm like, okay, the army's here, I get it. And then when they're <laughs> crawling under the the little pipes, it's like so funny. They make it funny still. That's great. Also, yeah. The 80s loved Chicago. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I uh, sure. They loved Chicago okay. in the 80s. Yeah. You got Ferris Bueller. Got this one. Other movies that I can't think of off the top of my head. <laughs> you, you you've got two. <laughs> but you know what I mean. It, it, <laughs> Do I? You yes. get two examples. I can't... I'm, I'm not an example machine. I can't pull them out. I, I do audio. I don't know how I don't it know. works. I don't know how Chicago works. I've been there several times. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. We'll just we'll just take your word for it. 80s yeah. movies love they Chicago. love Chicago. Boy, didn't they. Yeah. What's the last movie you can think of that takes place in Chicago? Transformers 3? Transformers 3 was going to be my movie. (laughs) That's the first one I can think of. And that movie hates Chicago. (laughs) Honestly, this movie probably destroyed more vehicles than Transformers 3. Well, they weren't real vehicles. They were Transformers. Right. So, yeah. (laughs) Transformers don't count? No. They, they, they're not real cars, one. they're aliens! They're not real cars, they they copy cars. Okay. In the movies, I don't know if they're real cars in the cartoon. Can't speak to that. It's the same premise in the cartoon. Okay, they they're just, aliens they and, they and they just look like them. Scan. Yeah. So dumb. Mike, <laughs> Michael Bay is like I the Zack know. Snyder of Transformers. 
I don't think Michael Bay has like any um any notion that he's making high art. No, I think he, he sure doesn't. very much understands he's he's just making populist art at that point. Yeah. Like he's like you Good know for him, <laughs> you know it's it's working it's a out living. for him. It's, it's a living. It, it, yeah, I guess. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I got off the Blues Brothers page, so I was not thinking about the Blues Brothers at all. I was looking at the film die, trying to figure out what's going on. Uh. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, both great in the movie. Both great. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd, man, he he's one of those guys that like. I feel like you 80s movie 80s comedies love Dan Aykroyd. Love Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> I feel like he's a guy that can phone it in so easy now. But like back in his prime, he was he was good. What has he even been in recently? <sighs> Christmas with the Cranks. Oh god. Uh Chuck and Larry. Oh god. Um I'm looking through his thing. Uh Yogi Bear. See, now you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Honestly, I was thinking about Yogi Bear when watching this movie, not because of Dan Aykroyd, <laughs> but I remember Yogi Bear being the movie. We talked about how, you mentioned how this movie has like that road trip structure at the mm-hmm. uh, base of it. It also has that very um, common trope of like, hey, we need to raise this amount of money yes. in order to uh, fund whatever this thing is. Yes. Um, and that's the that's third catalyst for our plot and that's what our climax is going to be do we raise the money you know we see that in hot rod mm-hmm. we see it in muppets the muppets um and we see it in yogi bear that's and so yogi dumb. bear is the movie that broke me on this trope because <laughs> i just i watched like the i get like 10 minutes into yogi bear which i don't know why i decided to watch it was just on cable one day it was on like tbs and i was like i guess i'm watching yogi bear now um, that's a good movie you can watch on cable because they're not gonna cut anything out of Yogi Bear. Great things come in bears. <laughs> That's true. They said it on their poster. They said it, they said it on their poster. What an all-time poster. Look up that Yogi Bear poster, podcast listeners. It's one of the worst. Describing things it would not do no, it justice. It's one of the worst things. But I've anyway, ever seen. I get ten minutes into Yogi Bear, and then they have like this thing where they're like, "We need to raise this amount of money to save the park or whatever." And I was like, "That's what this movie is," <laughs> <laughs> and it broke me. <laughs> what? It's oh my god! Like, I hate to tell you, but there are some movies with that joke. On my list. <laughs> That's in this kid. There's probably another one like it on my list. I, don't, I just don't actually remember. don't remember. Maybe that's not the plot of it. Are you, do remember. you have a movie in mind? Yeah. Is it when the Alvin and Chipmunks yes. movie? <laughs> yes, it is. That sounds like an Alvin and Chipmunks plot. Yes, it is. I don't remember. I can't remember. We'll honestly. find it. We'll get to it eventually. Yeah. Um. The thing is, when yeah. the plot works, it works. It, it's. I, it's one of those things that's a device more than it is an actual plot, right. I guess. When you try to make it the actual plot, it's like... Honestly, that's part of the reason why I, I love tropes. I love cliches. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely love it in movies. Um, in almost all circumstances, except for Yogi Bear, yes. I'm going to love a cliche in a movie. <laughs> and I think it's great in this movie because it gives it that bare bones structure it needs yes. to kind of build this absurdist comedy around it. You know, um, where we get why 
we should care about these characters' mission. Mm -hmm. And then uh, it doesn't really matter what happens after that point. Um... Like say they're on a mission from mission for God. Yeah, and it doesn't. They have that moment where they're like crossing like the busy highway or whatever, mm -hmm. and and they basically pull out that excuse. Like they <laughs> they have this moment in the movie where they're like explicitly saying, "We're gonna justify doing anything. We're on a mission for God," <laughs> and it's great. Yeah, I just I, I love the idea that you can take these tropes, these cliches, and basically graft them onto like anything and make it a movie. You yes, know, absolutely. Like, this is the Blues Brothers. It's based on, you know, a musical SNL skit. Yes. And they basically just said, here's a here's a cliche. We'll mm -hmm. graft it onto the Blues Brothers. And now we have a movie. And yes. a great movie at yeah, that. And I, it just, works. I just love how that formula works out. <laughs> it, uh, it's, yeah. It's rare that it doesn't, but, you know, Yogi Bear. I mean, <laughs> Yogi Bear is great. Uh,. We love Yogi Bear. We, uh, we love Yogi Bear on this Dan podcast. Dan Aykroyd loves those Have you seen Yogi Bear? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> hmm, maybe we'll have to uh, <laughs> oh, no, go no, on no, my no, list. No. <laughs> I don't think I could ever sit through Yogi Bear again. <laughs> like no, I said, it especially not me. when it's not on cable and you can't, uh, you know, kind of come in and out yeah. as it goes. Uh, Pixels, Dan Aykroyd was in. Oh, my. He does a lot of Adam Sandler movies Have now. you seen Pixels? I have not, no. I couldn't watch that again. I don't even know why I'm asking. No. Uh, Gross Point Blank, which he is actually pretty pretty good in Gross Point Blank. He's like the other, like, agent or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, he's the okay. other hit, man. Remember um, when there was a potato in his? <laughs> I'm the, never oh, gonna let you live that that's down. the all-time dumbest podcast <laughs> moment I've ever had. And I've said so much dumb stuff on this podcast. Yeah. The fact that that's the dumbest <laughs> is so sad. Um, oh my god remember when we were gonna make t-shirts i definitely need to design like a t-shirt with like a potato both, and both a... like the space is just like cool rocks with whatever the quote was about like well, we can cool cool rocks rocks with cool stuff on it or something like that <laughs> how would you describe space um and then the potato c4 one that'd be another one let me look on our twitter i think i was trying to like catalog some of our I was, quotes for a while i actually i have it i have it on my phone i have a catalog because okay. i was re-listening to the podcast to try to record every film we've mentioned on the podcast right and i was also writing down some uh quotes and stuff um let me find that space one well, I mean, we got the birds, the bees, and the abandoned buildings. Right, another, right. another classic. Mm. If e anything, e I think episode, we just need... Episode 49 is the Potato C4 episode. Uh, I have that written down. Dear God. <laughs> that was only 49? <laughs> what? What is this podcast? Mm. Mm. Um, I... God. Do you think anyone's still listening from the beginning? No. <laughs> I'm just scrolling through our quotes and Tom Cruise only likes dead women. Jacob Lacey, episode 58. <laughs> I know that's in reference to the money, but I couldn't tell you what other woman I'm talking about. Couldn't tell you. I literally could not tell you. Oh my god, there's so many all-timers on this list. One day, we'll, we'll just have to do like a retrospective episode or something. And Climb on these. Porg the Resistance oh god. is pretty great. Climb that's, on Porg the Existence, that's yeah. That's a great little uh, uh, I can't find the space one. I feel like it was much earlier than when I'm looking for it, but... 
I'm just looking through our Twitter. Guys, you know what this is. It's the Blues Brothers episode. Anarchy reigns. Anarchy reigns. <laughs> 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 the milk. What? <laughs> the evil dead <laughs> Oh, God. We actually are just the podcast that's just all inside uh, references, aren't we? That's us now. Drink it to survive. I don't know what you're asking. <laughs> oh my god! What a classic! Oh my god! Oh my god. Whew. That is the hardest time of life since I watched <laughs> You were laughing pretty hard. The moment where the uh, the Nazi car yeah. falls in the sky, definitely the best moment in the entire movie. <laughs> it is so good. I've always loved it. I'm like, alright. <laughs> the first the, the, the Nazis show up, I'm like, this is the part where I'm like, Obviously, we all hate Nazis, but this yeah. was the 80s. Who knows what they're going to do with this? And then they just drive them off the, the bridge. And then when I'm like, okay, they're t- they're dispatching all of the, the villains of the film. So they better do the biggest dispatch for these Nazis ever. And my God. I couldn't They believe- exceed that statement. I couldn't believe it. Such a great! Uh, oh my god, the directing in that moment is so good. <laughs> it's amazing. It's just it's suddenly it so suddenly feels like a dream. Like that's something yes. that would happen in a dream. We're like I'm driving off this bridge, then suddenly I'm a little bit higher, then a little bit higher. All of a sudden I'm on the top of the series. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, it's just so perfectly cut. Whoever edited that sequence. <laughs> I got another quote that you tweeted for some reason. David Blaine is Aaron Tarabin. I I tweeted that? You tweeted that quote. I think for a while I was just gonna tweet out like a bunch of quotes from our uh, podcast. Oh, we got some good ones every now and then. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. We have, uh, we certainly have quotes that would make no one ever listen to us. <laughs> oh man, I wish I knew what this was in reference to. What? The- <laughs> this is really depressing to watch, little flame dude. <laughs> Jake, it's like if I wanted this, I could have just went home. <laughs> Where? <laughs> episode forty-four. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. I got real to. that episode. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, yeah. I, I I don't I don't know what we're doing with this show anymore. We really liked it. It put me in a really good mood after the DC fandom. <laughs> and I'm just I'm I'm happy that it uh, it was everything I didn't expect it to be. But I mean, again, it's okay to go off track because this movie goes off track. That's what's great about it. Um, that's a lot of the reason why it holds up is it's just, you know, it's irreverent, but it's like irreverent in like 
the right ways, I guess, right. in a sense. That it's, it's interesting watching this back-to-back with Idiocracy. Yeah. Where it's like Idiocracy just gets mean-spirited with its right, comedy. Right, because and... it's, it's, it's attacking just, like, yeah, it's very mean-spirited, it's very smug. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this film is very much attacking, like, those institutions that we were, we were yes. saying Idiocracy should attack yes. more. When um... the cops all crash their cars and then get out, guns blazing. <laughs> I'm like, this is... This is too good. This is too good of a of a um like send up, I suppose. Yeah. And I don't I couldn't tell if this is what was really happening or if this is just me projecting. But was John Candy working with the Nazis too? To be honest, I don't know. I I can't tell. I, I couldn't I don't remember. I think so. Okay, never mind then. I was like the cops working with the Nazis. <laughs> Kinda interesting. <laughs> Oh my. <laughs> anyway. But I think that's a reason. I think it really holds up well um, because it has that um, that anarchy to it. Um, I think that's going to be, like, you know, always appealing. That just idea of, uh, you know, taking the piss out of all these institutions, you know, it, dropping Nazis from the yeah. car, you know, dropping Nazis in a car from the top of a Sears Tower. Like, that's, it's going to be funny, no matter right. what. Um, so I think that's a reason it holds up really well, and I think the other reason it really holds up well um, is how it's like, it is highlighting these, uh, these real blues musicians you know mm-hmm. where it's very much um it's kind of it's giving credit to them in a way that's kind of unusual for an 80s movie like you wouldn't see yeah. that very often where it's you know um actually saying like hey these are the people that like popularized this music this is their <laughs> work that we're kind of really built we have this affection for and that's why we're making this movie right it's this not, is this is the source it's not trying to erase that and be like this is our music we did yeah, yeah like a lot of like a lot of 50s and 60s music did i don't know if you guys <laughs> knew that i i love the beatles they did that that was not good <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so I think the, I think the fact that they're willing to they give like entire musical sequences to these blues legends um, really helps it um, you know still hold up so well as a mm-hmm. comedy um, and as an entertaining film. Beginning to end, entertaining film. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I, Aaron, you pulled out a good one. Last week you had Idiocracy, or two weeks ago, and I'm like... Was Idiocracy right? really two weeks ago? Yeah. Oh, wow. I can't keep track anymore. Yeah, and then I had a good one with the Lazarus Effect, of Oh, course. yeah, yeah. Who could forget? Now we're here at Blues Brothers. Do we want to rank this bad boy? Yeah, we can. I have no idea where this is going to end up, to be honest. Because, um, like I said, it's definitely... I didn't expect to enjoy it as much on rewatch as I did. I definitely thought um, this was a film I was going to find... It was fine, but didn't hold up as well as I thought mm-hmm. it was. Um, but it does. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. We actually reordered our lists a little bit, guys. A little bit. I don't know bit. if you mentioned that. We, we're trying to get it back so that every week we don't go, oh, I need to reorder this. <laughs> like I, I do need do. to reorder mine still. Oh, oh my. God, Aaron. Um, I just promised them we wouldn't say that this week. I think right now I'm going to put this 41st 
um, behind Fright Night, ahead of A Fistful of Dollars. Okay, okay. To be honest, there's a lot of movies on this list that I would give four and a half or five stars to. That's about I, where I'm at, too, where I'm like, these are all different in good ways, and they yeah. all work for me in about the same way. Um, I would put it 26th. Okay. Behind Brick, and right ahead of The Prestige. But again, the prestige of the Blues Brothers are such different films. How do you even Brick and Brick is closer to Blues Brothers than uh... Brick has that moment where it's so serious for so long, and then it has that moment in like the kitchen where like the mom comes out and asks them if they want like <laughs> yeah. uh, anything to eat, and it, like the, its its walls just come crumbling down in that brief instance. It, it sets up, yeah. It it makes the entire movie. It recontextualizes it in such a amazing way it's awesome so yeah you're definitely right that bricks closer because it has that moment nolan's movies they're gonna be serious the whole way through like not that he doesn't have jokes in his movies but like he always keeps those layers of uh reality there's no like there really is no no comedy he's really ever made or one that's like more light-hearted everything is so like literal in a Uh nolan movie Works in its own way. Yeah, I'm not... (laughs) We like Nolan, obviously. He's he's on the list a lot. Yeah. Yeah, no, I really like Nolan. I'm not trying to... uh, Well, I just don't want the internet to come after us. The Tenant reviews came out recently, and so a lot of them were apparently saying it's fairly humorless, and then everyone was like, does it need to have humor? Mm -hmm. Um, And that seems to be like an ongoing debate where... uh, it, you know, in the shadow of Marvel movies, everyone's like, action blockbusters need to have jokes every other uh, line yeah. of dialogue. And then everyone's like, no, no, they don't. You can just make movies. Uh, I mean, look at John Wick. There's like a couple comedic moments every now and then, but it is fairly straightforward as an action film. I don't yeah. think you need... Not that I'm going to compare Tenet to John Wick, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. It might be more apt than, uh, than you realize, I don't know. Maybe. Let me see. And then see. you have something like uh, the Zack Snyder cut, where uh, it's it's very uh, it's very serious. Uh, it's a movie for grown-ups, I you know? I it's, can't. <laughs> I'm just trying to bait you. You have I know, to. I know. I just can't deal with that movie. <laughs> I, it's, I, the thing is, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I hate that it exists. Sure. And... I mean, I don't, I don't hate that it exists in the sense well, that I'm very curious to see alternate takes on movies. I hate why it exists. I, I yeah. guess, is the more apt way of saying it. That it just, it's this, like, if we harass the studio enough, maybe they'll put out a movie we want. Like, oh my god. There is this very weird element of, like... Um, oh, this is a battle for artistic integrity, you know, this is a stance for the creators. It's like, no, it's not. These are, these are superhero movies. They're, you know, uh, you know how artistic integrity went out the door a long time ago. <laughs> Yeah, this is, you're, you're, this is a movie that's just being made because the IP is strong for Warner Media and AT&T and all that. It's... Mm-hmm. It's like they're not going to they're not going to just make those movies uh, on a whim. They're not just going to throw those keys to anyone, except apparently they did very briefly throw the keys to Zack Snyder for no reason. Yeah. Um but like if you make bad movies that people don't like, you don't like have an, an entitlement to continue to make those movies at that kind of scale, no. you know? No. Like he made Man of Steel, very divisive movie. <clears throat> he made Batman v Superman. It was a failure, critically and commercially. Yeah. Like, 
I don't know what you ex- you're expecting from getting a Snyder cut. <laughs> yeah, I I just I can't talk about it anymore. <laughs> it just defeats me so much. You know, we're at least excited for for Shazam, two. Yeah, Aquaman two should be interesting. Aquaman two, yeah. Um, Suicide Squad, Su- obviously. Yeah, I think is probably the one I'm most excited for. Works, yeah. Um, Wonder Woman. Yeah, but like Wonder Woman again, it's one of these things where I was like, it should be out already. I'm not. Yeah, I, there's no hype. It, it, it anymore. definitely feels like I've seen the movie already. To kind of, even though I yeah. don't know like anything about what it's uh, what the actual plot is. No, but it's like I, I feel like I should have already seen it, and I feel like it went and passed. And I've already seen it, and I just am like, all right, on to the next. That's one. very much a thing with these uh, these blockbusters getting pushed back. That's so weird, is because there's like this. You don't miss them as much as you thought you, you would. You don't because it's all <laughs> it's all just like this build up and hype. They're they're meant to be like so disposable. Like we get mm-hmm. a big big opening weekend. We we you know we get like two hundred million dollars opening weekend, and then people forget about us. We don't care after that point. We yeah. you know it's very much just you know cash and dash. Uh, filmmaking that being said i'm still like i want to see wonder woman yeah like i i really like the first wonder woman movie but at the same time i can wait and especially i think it recontextualizes it too the fact that we're in this pandemic and they keep saying don't go to movie theaters don't go to movie theaters you idiots stop going to movie theaters and i'm just like you're right i'm not gonna go until it's like completely safe yeah and so i can wait there's so many movies i'm like i can just wait yeah there's there's no movie that I feel compelled to go see immediately. Not even Tenant. No, and I'm very excited for Tenant. But like, there's a drive-in theater yeah. that's pretty close, and if it gets played there, I'll go see it there. Sure. I'm yeah. not I'm not gonna risk my life to go into the IMAX. <laughs> oh, like oh my god. Yeah. Anyway, that's how I feel about it. But. <laughs> People in other countries who've got it under control have fun at the movie theaters. We don't. <laughs> we don't. I mean, yeah, it is kind of frustrating whenever you see people online uh, with all these movies releasing overseas and not in America. Like, uh, tons of overseas countries are getting tenant out like a week or two earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I don't... Next week, I think, next it comes week out getting, yeah, uh, yeah. overseas. Um... And everyone's complaining, like, why why they get the movie before us? And it's like, well, maybe if America got stuff together, then uh, we could see it too. And that's the incentive. You want you want to watch uh, Black Widow? You want to watch Fast and Furious Nine? You want to watch? Uh, I do want to watch Ghostbusters Afterlife. I don't. Whoever you people Dan are movie. out there, cashing it in. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd, probably the only person that uh, wants that movie made. I Is he writing it? Like what? Why? Why does he want it so bad? I don't know. <laughs> to cash in. I just, I'm trying to understand who wants Ghostbusters Afterlife. That being said, we haven't even mentioned, we're talking about Blues Brothers. They yeah. made a sequel. They did make a sequel. Did I, say, I, have, seen I have never seen the okay. sequel. Here it's awful. And it's, yeah, it's very much a movie I don't really have any desire to ever watch. Because it, it, you already know going in that it's not going to have the same uh, charm as the first movie. Right. Because why would you make this after he died, you know? Yeah. Like, what, what was the idea behind that? I don't even understand how they got people to agree to come back, you know? Well, they probably, could, you know, tried to, like, like frame it as this is us, mem- like, idolize not idolizing, memorializing his memory. Yeah. Um, but yeah. no... No, don't it was, do it, like it was 
<laughs> it was just a cash grab. It was it was exploiting those IPs. Uh, I yeah I I don't really have any desire to ever watch it. And yeah, it's regarded as one of like the uh, the worst films of all time, at least in terms of the drop in quality from one film to the right to the other. Oh boy. Yeah. I think that's really all. We we watched Eclipse, but we've talked about so many other off-topic things this week. <laughs> I think you're going to need to hear my Eclipse thoughts with my Breaking Dawn Part 1 thoughts next week. Yes, and I have not seen Breaking Dawn Part 1. Oh, some um, new thoughts. So I'm actually going to have some thoughts on our next uh, Twilight Watch as well. Um, if you if this is the first episode you've tuned into for a while, we're mm-hmm. watching the Twilight... I'm re-watching the Twilight right. films. Jacob's watching them for the first I've time. I've been tricked into it. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But I have not seen Breaking Dawn Part 1. I did read the book, so I know what happens. But I've never seen the movie version of it. So I'll have some thoughts, too, uh, when we do come back with that. Fun thoughts. Fun thoughts. But that's not the movie we're watching next week. No. Um, But I will say... Alright, so next week is New Mutants. Maybe. Who knows? That movie's been pushed back. I would, I will not believe that that movie is coming out until it is in my eyeballs. That would be one I'd go to a drive-in for. I think I could, I could be like holding the Blu-ray right. combo pack, Blu-ray DVD digital copy version of this movie in my hand, and still not believe it exists. Because you've never put it into your Blu-ray player because it's just so un- un- uninteresting. You don't <laughs> care to watch it. I do care. I, I'm interested in watching this movie, but obviously that excitement is, is, uh, you know hindered by the fact that it's it clearly wanted to have sequels that it's never going to get yeah it's it's my snyder cut in a way (laughs) it's um it's it's one of those movies that i think it's just weird to see now and i was saying this because they're showing previews for it on youtube all the time now but like the cast is so much older than they were in that movie at this point. Mm-hmm. Anya Taylor-Joy's not that young anymore. Maisie Williams is not that young anymore. The yeah. Stranger Things kid. Isn't he in it? Which Stranger Things kid the is The weird it? one that takes pictures of him. The only, weird one. <laughs> I, only, I only watched the first four episodes, but the one who like takes pictures of the main girl and like puts him in the red room and who knows what happens after that, but... Was that a plot point in Stranger yeah. Things? I like completely forgot what happened in season one of that show because I did not like it, but I still watched it all for some reason. I, I got four in and I was just like, I see what y'all are seeing, I guess, but I'm not in it. I've seen every episode. I haven't enjoyed it at, at like any point. <laughs> no. it's I But I couldn't get through it. Like I got through um, the end of the effing world. Is that the, that's the name of it, right? I don't know. It's the Netflix show. Sure. Anyway. It sounds familiar. Yeah, but I watched the first full first season of that, and I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I binged it all in one night. I'm like, I don't like this show. That's, Why am I still watching it? That's the it? Netflix model. But I, I've never fallen prey to that, is I, the thing. I'm not a TV guy. No, you're not. Yeah. And I don't know what happened with that show. I don't like it. Apparently, there's a second season. I don't care to watch it. It's just not a good show. Yeah. What were we talking about? Anyway, next week. <laughs> next week. We're going to be talking about... So... 
New, New Mutants, Mutants is, is coming, coming out. out, yeah. And that takes place in an asylum. They're trying to rehabilitate. You know what another movie is that takes place in I an don't. asylum that they're trying to rehabilitate? Sucker Punch! Oh. <laughs> Speak of the devil. Speak of the devil, <laughs> Zack Snyder! <laughs> He's heard the bell, uh, whatever, whatever that quote is. <laughs> He's coming! He's coming! Oh no. Good things come in small bears. <laughs> Aaron, you yeah. talk about you've tried to watch Sucker Punch before. We'll talk about this uh, next week. We'll True. get into uh, Sucker Punch next week. Oh, uh, to be honest, this is one I am excited to talk about. This is one I am dreading watching. <laughs> Will you use one of your three vetoes? No, I don't think it'd be any fun drunk. I think it just. This be is kind not of, a fun drunk. Yeah. Movie, no. um, dear Lord. As mentioned earlier in this episode, we have Alvin and the Chipmunk films on this list. I think we need to reserve <laughs> those, those fun, drunk vetoes for. Those are much more fun drinking movies. <laughs> oh God, I can't wait to watch this. I have not seen this since. Are we watching extended edition? Or well, whatever? let's see which one I have on Blu-ray. <laughs> Because as with every Zack Snyder movie, uh, we can uh, watch a much, much longer movie that will... It's probably uh, worse. Yeah. Not improve it in any way. It will just somehow... It will somehow miraculously be so much longer than the other cut, but not change the experience in any way. Okay, it, it includes not both. Yeah. The extended cut is 17 minutes longer. Which, uh, which, uh, which you want to do? So our podcast listeners can watch along at home. I have never seen the extended cut, so I would be more interested in watching that one. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and it's also rated R compared to the PG-13. Mm. So I don't it's know. a movie for grown-ups. It's a movie for adult or grown-ups. It's not an adult film. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is Sucker Punch. Maybe oh, it is. I don't, I don't know. There's also original Sucker Punch animated shorts. So we can watch oh, those, too, no. just to really get the full... I don't need to spend any more time with Sucker Punch than the extended. Just to get like the, the full experience of the care. I'm already, I'm already agreeing <laughs> to watch the extended cut. Um, that's fair. It, I'm gonna guess so that's one Caroline take. will not want to watch with us. <laughs> Probably not. No, 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 no. Anyway, yeah. So join us next week when we watch that. We're getting to it a lot earlier than I thought we would, but we've just been talking so much about Zack Snyder. We need to really appreciate his his. His, uh, masterpiece. We'll have so much to say next episode, or next episode, yeah. Um, this episode is a comedy. We had some things to say. We, watch if the you blues. listen to this show at all, you know that when we get to a comedy, we talk about some of our favorite bits, we talk about some of the bigger picture stuff, but... That, like, I'm not, we're not gonna spend ten minutes dissecting the scene where Dan Ackward, like, puts the piece of bread in, like, the little toaster thing, <laughs> even though that's, joke. like... Even that's, like, the funniest thing like, I've ever seen. <laughs> it's really good. But go watch the movie. You'll get the joke. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, yeah, if you want to find us around the web, you can find us at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter. Find him at Jake Lace on Tumblr. Right? Just Letterbox. Jake Lace on Letterbox. I forget it every time. Yeah, it's Letterboxd. Um, Jake Lace on Letterbox. Uh, if you want to find me around the web, you can find me at Honest Opinion on Twitter. You can find me at MyHonestOpinion.com. And also, I am on Letterboxd as well. Um, you can find the podcast on Facebook and Twitter. 
I okay. What just happened? I I I saw something change on my iPad out of the corner of my eye and didn't realize that I was like poking it with Ghost my finger. iPad. <laughs> I just thought like some virus pop up came and I was like, what happened? Uh, I watch it for the plot. <laughs> We'll talk about Sucker Punch uh, <laughs> next week. Um, until then, don't think it. <laughs> don't say it. Bye-bye, oh, no. man. Sucker Punch, baby! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>